the Leadership Lessons Podcast, hosted by Pastor Daniel Williams, a podcast to encourage and equip church leaders. Brought to you by eeleaders.com. Hey everyone, today we have a great and fun episode. Fun for me because I get to introduce you to two guys that I genuinely love and care about. I can call them friends. Pastor Ron Jones at Coastal Chapel, Lake Worth, Florida, is gonna be sharing a one piece of advice video. You guys actually met him. I did an interview with him this season. I think it was episode three about the church. Uh, and then we have Pastor Rodney Wilkinson, uh, and he's from Gospel Fellowship, a great brother in Boynton Beach. And really, I've been rolling with these guys for the last six, seven years as we all sort of planted churches at the same time. And it's beautiful because we're all so different. Uh, I come from the tribe of Calvary Chapel, uh, came from Washington State into Florida. These guys were already here in Florida serving the Lord, doing great things. Uh, Ron's this Pentecostal preacher. We got Rodney, this black reform pastor, uh, but we're so different, but yet we love one another and learn from one another and pray for one another. It is really great having uh, loving accountability in my life to be able to get together uh, with these guys. And I think um, we've gotten together for just encouragement, support, learning, and just praying with one another uh, because we've been serving God uh, sort of in the same season, asking the same type of questions uh, and those type of things. And so I wanted to definitely have Rodney's uh, wisdom on this podcast this season. And so I asked him to share a lesson uh, about the importance of telling stories. Uh, tell, still, telling stories is a very important thing as a leader, sharing vision, all this different stuff. And so um, I just knew he would do a great job and he did. And so here is his guest lesson. It is Pastor Rodney from Gospel Fellowship in Boynton Beach. Uh, on the importance of just telling stories. Hey, how y'all doing? My name is Rodney Wilkinson, lead pastor of Gospel Fellowship Church here in Boynton Beach, Florida. And I am so honored to be with Danny Williams and EE Leaders and excited about what God is doing uh, through this podcast. Uh, I want to take the time to talk to you guys today about telling gospel stories. Um, as believers, as Christians, as leaders, as pastors, we have the greatest story in human history. And I think it's incumbent upon us to be able to tell that story effectively. Um, and so why stories? Uh, that's a good question for us to start off with. Sam Keen says the telling of stories is a revolutionary act. Um, think about that for a minute. When, when you sit down and I sit down and we break open the story, it could be a story from our past. It could be a story from something we heard in the news. It could be your own commentary. That's an act that leads to serious change in people's life, whether that's emotional or how they think or their behavior. Telling stories is huge. Jesus was a master at this. Um, he, again, he was the best storyteller ever. For us to tell stories, I want us to think about three C's that are, that are important for us to tell effective stories. Number one, uh, I want you to think about courage. Um, even in telling your own story, scripture talks about how they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony, the word of their story. Um, it takes courage in heart to be able to, to, to share uh, what God has done in your life or the gospel story with other people. You gotta be bold to tell the story and you gotta be ready to tell it. Um, you, God is constantly giving us 
opportunities day in and day out with friends and with family and with church members and people in our community. He's constantly giving us opportunities to tell the story. So to be an effective storyteller, it takes heart. Jesus would do this all day, every day, right? He would just be on the sea and people would be gathered. He'll just bust out in a story. Like there was a man named what, whatever, like he was just ready, bold and eager to share. So it takes courage. Secondly, it takes compassion. Right. And so the person that tells the story is is prayerfully telling a story, not just to brag on on what they know or how good they are or what they've accomplished. Compassion in telling the gospel story is for heart transformation. So I'm not just telling this story just to tell it or to see how well I can tell it. I'm telling this story so I can see lives changed and impacted because of the gospel. Um, I forget who says it, but people don't care what you know until they know that you care. And so your story is lacking major impact if you don't care about the people that you're talking to. So you've got to have compassion. And then lastly, uh, the third C is connections. People want to know that this story somehow resonates in your real world, not not your heady world or for pastors, our theological world or something we read in a book. People want to know that the story that you're giving them is something that connects with their heart. So that's 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 incredible. One of the ways that you can do this well is by being transparent in your stories. Um, when you can open up about an opportunity or a situation that happened um, in your life. Recently, I was preaching at our church and uh, I decided to share a story of the loss of a mentor. I had recently lost him uh, to a bout with cancer and I was recounting the time that I had to preach his uh, funeral and kind of the emotional state that hit me in that moment. And I was telling that story to, 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 to help the congregation know uh, the Holy Spirit has a way of coming into your heart and life and giving you strength to do what you don't think you're able to do. And that I can say that I can preach that I can read the text, I can exegete the text. But sometimes when I tell that in a story form, it connects with people's heart in a way that you just teaching uh, that content uh, doesn't. So just by way of review, uh, to be courageous, to be bold, uh, to be compassionate, to love the people that you are telling the story to. And then lastly, to have some real connections as you go on telling that story. Um, I also want to talk to you a little bit about Jesus's method in telling the story. I want to read a passage from Mark chapter 13, starting at verse 10. Uh, and this is from the Message Bible. Uh, so just um, bear with me. It says uh, the disciples came up and asked Jesus, why do you tell stories? He replied, you've been given insight into God's kingdom. You know how it works. Not everybody has this gift, this insight. It has been given to them. Whenever someone has a ready heart for this, the insight and understanding flows freely. But if there is no readiness, any trace of receptivity soon disappears. That's why I tell stories to create readiness, to nudge the people towards receptive insight in their present state. They can stare till doomsday and not see listen to they can listen till they're blue in the face and not get it. What, what this passage is teaching us, Jesus is, is telling stories to really 
help people be ready to receive what it is that he's saying to them. And so tell stories in your one-on-one -on -one time as you're discipling people, in your preaching, in your leading, as you're leading meetings, as you're starting initiatives for the gospel, tell stories. But one of the things I think that goes missing in this is our ability as leaders to listen, right? Telling stories hopefully should result in some type of feedback, some type of questions, um, some, some type of back and forth. And a lot of times we are so used to just dishing out information and not being ready to receive uh, what people have to say in terms of them listening. One of the things we see about Jesus is Jesus was a phenomenal listener. And we know he was a phenomenal listener because he was a phenomenal uh, questioner when people would say things. So you take, for instance, the rich young ruler that comes to Jesus and said, good teacher, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says to him, why do you call me good? Jesus is a phenomenal listener. As we tell stories, we need to be reminded that we live in a crazy, crazy, crazy culture. Uh, these are crazy, crazy, crazy times when you look at issues and topics like immigration or racism or same-sex marriage, education, gun control, uh, the economy, um, what's happening in our government, our leadership, um, climate change, what have you. There are, there are endless and endless narratives that our culture are sharing with us constantly. And if you're not a good listener, you're gonna be hindered as a communicator. So part of our prep and presentation is first listening to what our culture is saying. So when we apply the gospel to that, then it can be applied well in their hearts. What is your congregation saying? What's what's on their heart? What's the struggle of the single mother that goes to your church? The 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 single guy that's trying to figure out who he's going to date or maybe sleeping with someone else. What's his narrative? What's his story? The the married couple that's struggling on the brink of divorce. What's what's the narrative? What fundamental lie are they believing that's leading them astray? And how can I deconstruct that lie and insert truth in a way that leads to gospel change? Jesus was masterful at doing this. Just going back to the story of the rich young ruler, Jesus does this by deconstructing and exposing uh, what he's trusting in and what his idol is. He was trusting in his riches. Jesus deconstructs that and challenged him to, to, to get rid of his idol and to trust in Jesus. Now that doesn't lead in that particular story to uh, just amazing change in the rich young ruler's life, at least at that point. But at least what he does know walking away is, man, my heart has been opened to the gospel through this conversation with Jesus Christ. And so I wanna encourage you, man, be people that tell stories, uh, that are compassionate, tell stories that are courageous, tell stories that have connection, but also be people that are, are great listeners. And lastly, what's the story? It makes no sense for us to be able to tell great stories that are courageous and stories that are compassionate and stories that are connecting with people as we are being transparent and being honest. It makes no sense even for us to be really great listeners and know what our, our culture and our congregation, our context needs to hear and how they need to hear it 
if we don't have the, the story that we have to infuse into the lives of believers. We have the greatest story ever told. May we never tire from understanding this is the story that must be told over and over and over again in fresh and new and exciting ways. Now we got the gospel. That's, that's the greatest story ever told. That is the story that, that has ripple effects that affect every aspect of our lives. We have the good news of Jesus Christ. And so, although the content doesn't change, the context of the gospel has, has major implications. And let's just remember what the gospel is. That's 1 Corinthians 15 verses 1 through 4, right? I'll just read it for us. Now, I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you receive and in which you stand and by which you are being saved. It's this, it's this cons consistent saving that the gospel gives us. If you hold fast to the word which I preached to you, unless you believe in vain, for I delivered to you as of first importance. That's huge. What I also received. I'll stop there and say that there are a lot of important things that we need to handle as Christian leaders. There, there, there are all kind of viable things that we need to, to teach and instruct, whether that's from our pulpit, in our small groups, in our one-on-ones, in our counseling sessions. There are all kinds of things that we need to, to address as Christian leaders. But let's remember what's of first importance. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ. He says that, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scripture, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scripture. That's the content of the gospel. And so don't be ashamed of that. Don't, don't be ashamed of, of the story that God has given us. Don't, don't grow tired and weary in its power and its implications. Romans 1 will tell us, I'm not ashamed of this gospel. For it's the power of God unto salvation. And so for us to, to know this story, how, how we started off this, 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 this creation and man was a sinner and committed sin and then fallen from grace. And this man, he cannot save himself. He cannot redeem himself. No matter what your people that you're talking to and listening to needs to know their inability to save themselves. They need to know in God's original creation, sin was not a part of it. They need to know how they're made in the image and the likeness of God. And so they are given inherent dignity and value. They need to know God's plan for them is a beautiful and amazing plan. But they also need to know how deep sin has infiltrated our entire existence. So when you're sitting with someone in a hospital room and they lose their baby, through the miscarriage, they need to know what the gospel says. You get the joy to walk someone down the aisle and you see them stare at each other in this beautiful, loving union that you have a role to play in putting them together. They need to know what the gospel says. And so uh, you as Christian leaders, listen, it's not 
the gospel is not the ABCs of faith, right? It's the A to Z's. It's not something we, we understand as content. It's something we keep diving deeper into and in all of its implications. So when I'm sitting in that hospital room, I can say, I am, I am broken hearted with you completely beyond what my words can articulate in this moment. And this is a, this is a byproduct of how sin has infiltrated our world. But remember, there's a redeemer in Jesus who is good and who seeks to save and restore everything that sin breaks. And I can point them to restoration, to, to the coming reality that we will spend. This, this ain't no pie in the sky. This is, this is really good news. We will spend eternity with that, that, that Jesus that comes to save us. When I'm bringing people together in marriage, I can, I can celebrate and dance and have fun with them. And in the same breath, remind them, this is only a foretaste. This marriage is just a foretaste of a coming marriage that would happen in eternity between the lamb and his people. So I can show them the beauty of marriage without them having to cast all of their energy and their whole life existence on it. We got to know the gospel when there's tragedy in our parenting, where, when I'm waiting on the man or woman of God to come into my life. Um, the gospel has tons and tons and tons of implications for us all. And so the more savvy you are in being able to navigate and, and to help show the implications of the gospel in everyday life, the more effective you are in pointing people to the only hope that's found in this life. That when I get the promotion, I'm making more money than I could ever dare dream or imagine. I can, I can show you the futility of it and point you to a hope that doesn't rise and fall with the stock market. We have to be able, Christian leaders, to share this gospel in a way that shows up, not as an antiquated story, but in real time, every day, right where our people are. So tell stories well, listen well, and get the gospel. That's my time. It's been a pleasure. God bless y'all. Love y'all. I'm out. Well, next on the dock, we have my friend Ron Jones from Coastal Chapel over in Lake Worth, Florida. And uh, he's going to share this important piece of advice of not to strive, but allow Jesus to build the church. You're listening to One Piece of Advice. Brought to you by eeleaders.com, a ministry to encourage and equip church leaders. Hey guys, I'm Ron. I'm the lead pastor of Coastal Chapel in Lake Worth, Florida. If I could offer a piece of advice to any young church leader, I would say this, to lead the church spiritually and preach the word deeply. In the age of the internet with blogs and podcasts and, and Instagram, seeing all the other churches and what they're doing and how they're growing and stuff, it's so easy to get under that pressure of trying to be growth oriented. And yes, we want to grow because numbers mean more salvations and more people coming into God's family. But it's so easy to strive as a pastor. It's so easy to strive and do things in our own strength. When I started Coastal Chapel, 
Uh, I remember that first year I had such an expectation of what God would do. I just knew that we were going to be the latest and the greatest, the fastest growing church in America. I had all this excitement. And when that didn't happen, I remember at the turn of that first year, going into our second year, I remember saying these words, I'm going to make this church grow. I literally said that. I'm going to make this church grow. And guys, I can't make the church grow. It was a hard lesson to learn, but I was taking Jesus's place in his church. I remember saying, I'm going to have more coffees. I'm going to meet with more people. I'm going to pray more. I'm going to study harder. I'm going to preach better. I'm going to read on communication. I'm going to read up on vision casting. And I'm going to make this church grow. But I can't. Jesus said, I'll build my church. I think it's important for us to remember that, that the church is not an organization, but it's a family. And Jesus is the one who grows his family. Just takes the pressure off of me. So I lead the church spiritually, and then second of all, preach the word deeply. You know, Jesus, when he talked to Peter in John 21, he said, Peter, would you feed my sheep? And I think, you know, there's a prevailing attitude in church culture now that Sunday mornings are for outsiders and unbelievers. And, you know, we want to reach people and we want to be sensitive to people coming in to the family. But at the same time, we've got to minister to the body of Christ. We've got to feed the sheep. We've got to, we've got to impart something. We've got to be full of the Holy Spirit so that we can impart something into people's lives. And if we do that, lives will be changed, people will be healed, and the church will grow. But if we just keep this mentality of the corporate church, and we just got to get them back next week, and we got to do more and faster, I want to tell you right now, guys, you're never going to be able to compete with the mega church down the street. You can forget it. You don't have a $10 million budget. You're not going to be able to compete with those guys. You can't be the best show in town. But what you can do is you can be who God called you to be, you can let the gift that he put inside of you come out. You can lead the church spiritually and you can preach the word deeply and let Jesus build his church. God bless you guys. Well, I hope on this episode you got a little bit of a glimpse of the type of wisdom and encouragement I actually get from these guys and their friendship. I'm really blessed to be connected to so many different godly people that are different from me uh, and we're able to grow and serve the Lord together. And so really was really excited to bring this episode to you to share my friends more wisdom to you. Uh, and we're going to continue to do that on the next episode. I'll be interviewing another pastor friend in Deerfield Beach, Florida, uh, church planner Josiah Graves from the Exchange Church. And we discuss uh, how in ministry and being a follower of Jesus is, is sort of unusual. Uh, Jesus shows us a different way to lead and to live our lives that really contradicts the world. And so we'll be deciding Discussing, discussing the ways of the cross, the ways of the cross. I'm really looking forward to sharing that interview with you next week. But until then, hey, remember how important it is to tell stories. I would love to hear your story. Uh, please contact me. You can reach out to me on social media. My personal handle is Pastor D. Williams on Instagram. Shoot me an email at uh, daniel at eeleaders.com. I'd love to connect with you, learn from you, grow from you, and hear your story. Uh, if you're local, let me know. I'll buy you coffee. I believe God is doing an amazing story in your life. He has a purpose and a plan for you. So just stay encouraged. Keep trusting in Him. We will talk to you next week. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to this Leadership Lessons podcast. 
You can watch all the episodes and get all the show notes at eeleaders.com. If this podcast was a blessing to you, I would love for you to share it with your friends on social media. You can find us on social media at eeleaders. You can also help us spread the word by simply writing a review on iTunes or Google Play. My hope for you with this podcast is that it will encourage you and equip you to continue to serve Jesus. Because remember, there's nothing better than doing what God has called you to do.